Welcome to Snapchats with my younger self. My name is Monique Callender and I am the younger self. And I'm Karen Thomas. And today I'm going to try to put a little snap into our <laughs> chat. I'm so excited about today. <laughs> you are now listening to an intergenerational advice show or wisdom for the ages. We hope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Karen is really, really excited. Me too, because we have a very special guest today. Uh, you may recognize her from my Instagram stories, Wendy in Paris. We have Miss Wendy here today. Wendy, say hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Wait a minute. You left out the most important part. She's your mama. I was getting there. I was going to say that. <laughs> Wendy is also my mom. So, uh, we're happy to have her here today on this episode about uh, mothers and daughters. Woo! Yeah. Well, I do have a little experience with that, <laughs> although my daughter is not here. Another story for another time. Yeah, we need to get her on here too. <laughs> Ooh, um, hmm, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. But anyway, Wendy, I'm super excited to meet you because I've known Monique through a number of experiences here mm -hmm. in, in Europe, um, through the podcast, through her work uh, as a student at AUP, mm -hmm. um, and through some, some side stories that we won't <laughs> go into today. Yeah, but uh, parenting is difficult, it's rewarding, it is probably the most important and wonderful thing that we could ever be blessed to do as women. Mm. Mm -hmm. So tell me, when and why did you decide about children? Well, um, after I got married, about five years after I got married, my friends were having babies and I decided, you know, I never wanted kids, but now I do. <laughs> they look so happy. And they were the most beautiful pregnant women I've ever seen. So I decided I wanted to have a kid too. So think back now, 30 mm, years. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. You have yourself yeah. just had a birthday. Yeah, I'm, birthday. I'm 35. It's okay. We can say it. Yeah. So, so think back almost 35 years to the week and tell me what that day that Monique was born was like for you mm. oh wow when Monique was born I had to have a cesarean mm. because she was bigger than <laughs> we thought she would be I was a few weeks late right? <laughs> she was she was two weeks late so she <laughs> when she came out she was 10 six 10 what you have to give oh, the 10 yeah. pounds six ounces yeah so she was a big baby and as she was coming out i remember hearing the doctor say here comes that fella come on little fella and i kept saying stop calling my little girl a fella you better it's stop. a girl you better stop and when she came out she was a girl yeah and he was shocked oh wow Ooh, boy. <laughs> whoa whoa well i can identify because i had two cesareans both my children were cesarean Wow. My daughter being the second, and she was eight pounds in one ounce. Mm. And I remember 
the doctor saying, well, you're going to have a cesarean this time. And I was like, okay, so what time do I have to be here in the morning? And having my husband take me out to dinner, I ordered everything on the menu. I ate everything. I ate everything. It's a wonder she didn't go to nine pounds that time. So I could identify, I could identify. But thinking back as a parent, what is your moment of pride as a parent for Monique? Oh, wow. I'm sure there are many. Yes, but, there are. But choose one to well, share. One was when she was taking a test in school and they told me she was a genius. <laughs> and I was so happy because she's always been a smart girl. So I just, just adored that, you know? She always was knowledgeable. She had a lot of um, logical questions and <laughs> answers. <laughs> so I knew she was going to grow up to be someone special. And she has. And, and part of that, I'm sure, is because of your rearing. Mm. So let's, uh, let's zoom in on a time when it was a growth, we're going to call it a growth time. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I think it has something to do with a haircut. Uh, so tell us about the haircut when episode. My, when Monique told me she was going to cut her hair, I went into shock because she has beautiful hair and it was so long. And I didn't speak to Monique for at least two to three weeks. No, not that long. Oh, come on now. At, your mother, this is your mother's story <laughs> okay, now. You'll okay. get your turn. All right, all right. At least. <laughs> I, maybe it seemed like two or three weeks, but I was very upset with her. Why? Because I thought maybe she had a secret that she was gay. And she wasn't going to tell me and she was just going to cut her hair and let me figure it out on my own. <laughs> so how are you preparing yourself to deal with that? If in fact that had become a reality? I prayed about it. And if she was gay, I was just going to accept it. But it turned out she wasn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> so... Now that you are where you are with her for two weeks in Paris, what are you all doing and what are you looking forward to? Oh, wow. One thing I was looking forward to was meeting you, Karen. Well, here I am. Yes. Here I am. I cannot wait to meet you. I was going to meet you in the States, but then yeah, unfortunately we couldn't meet. Yes, but... Um, I'm looking forward to um, doing all the things Monique does and watching her grow as a young lady and seeing how she's living and seeing how good Paris is to her mm. and realizing, you know, this is the young lady that I still see as a little girl mm. <laughs> that I have to realize she's her own woman. And Indeed. she reminds me of Indeed. that a lot because... <laughs> I still see her as my baby girl. Well, you're done good, girl. You're done good. Yeah. So so now I want to flip the switch. Uh -oh. <laughs> I want to flip the switch a little bit. <laughs> so, Monique, yes. baby girl fella. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. So growing up, yeah. what is a moment that you remember from your childhood, from your teenagehood, from your 
quasi-adulthood. Mm -hmm. That was <laughs> a bonding moment for you and your mom. Because uh, you have a great relationship. Yeah. Well, you know, Wendy, a.k.a. my mom, she was always... Uh, I remember a lot. I mean, like, I don't think it was any one moment. Like, she was always letting me know that I could come to her and that she would believe me over anybody else, which I think was really important for me growing up. Um, and maybe one thing that she used to do, because she used to work in a restaurant, so she would get home really late at night, and uh, maybe we would hang out late at night, even though it was a school night, or maybe she would bring a little Taco Bell or something like that. <laughs> So we have our little late night hangouts. Um, she always made some time to hang out, even when she was so busy. So there are boundaries for everything. Mm. What wouldn't you do with your mama in this? Um, <laughs> well, mm -mm. there's not. I mean, like, there's not a lot. Like, I, I feel like some things are obvious. You know, like. Um, Wait a minute. I'm a parent. Okay. okay. So it may not be obvious <laughs> okay. to me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't take her on a date or anything like that. Like, uh, there, are, there's boundaries, you know. She knows when uh, to give me my space because she is staying with me now in my studio apartment. So last year when she came, I did have a gentleman caller that wanted to swing by, and uh, she made herself scarce for a few hours, and that was very respectful <laughs> well, of her. Well, if you have to do that this time, no, you know where I yeah, am. You can come on over. <laughs> the train yeah yeah you know how to ride the metro but yeah i mean like stuff like that you know but we we kick it we have a good time she hangs out with me and my friends and we we enjoy each other's company and i'm happy to be counted a set for both of you yes of course yes what is it that you love the most about your mom i know there's <laughs> lots of things and everything there are a lot of things but what is that thing that is so special about your mother mm. that you want to share with everyone. Wendy is a people person and I learned a lot of my people skills. People are always like, how do you always know everybody? How do you always have that person's phone number already? Like, what do you do? I'm like, you gotta know Wendy. Like I was raised with Wendy. So I know how to talk to people. I know how to be around people, all different kinds of people. Wendy is really, really good at, um, getting people engaged and involved in whatever's going on. So let's engage both of you in a conversation uh -oh. now. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, we talked a little bit before Wendy mm -hmm. and you mentioned that you wanted to be a different mom than your mom. Mm -hmm. So right. just tell me a little bit about that. And then, uh, Monique just went in on that. Okay. Well, when I was growing up, my mom was an alcoholic and our house was a house where everyone came to. So I didn't get that one-on-one -on -one attention like I wanted when I was a little girl. Mm. So I decided that when I have a kid that I was going to do everything to be part of my child's life. Mm. Everything, yeah. no matter what. Okay. And did she? She did. Yeah. She, I think she was true to that promise to herself. She definitely, uh, I have like memories of her coming up to my school and bringing me, you know, school lunch is not great. 
Um, <laughs> school lunches are not the best, and I didn't like them. So sometimes she no would swing up. Oh no, Mm-mm. you know I wasn't. Doing, they didn't even have. They had weird, like nasty pizza, or I don't even remember what they had. It was like cardboard. It wasn't good. Let's just say that. And so Wendy would come up to the school sometimes, and I don't know, bring me some KFC or something, and uh, everybody would be super jealous, and I felt like all special. So. You know, it's little moments like that we we had a lot of when I was a kid. She would make time for that. Steak and cheese sandwiches. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh-oh, you yeah. were the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I was. She really I did, yeah. the best, not that nasty food. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as a child, was there ever a time that you had to go just defend your little, be the mother cub and really just protect feel like you had to protect your child oh wow um i would always go up to the school and make sure the teachers are being nice to her um i would always go to the playground and watch her play on the playground making sure the school monitors were keeping an eye on her and all the other kids instead of doing a one-on-one with themselves actually i have i i remember one time i don't know i was maybe like 12 and I went, it was snowing, it was winter time, and I went to the playground to play with a friend and some older kids, some teenagers came over and they were throwing snowballs at us. And I don't remember if somebody went to go get my mom or if she just came by just to check on us. I don't remember that. But I do remember her going off on those teenagers. And I had <laughs> never really seen her go off on anybody before. So I was like, okay, mom, like, all that's, right, that's yeah, my, my mama. mama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you tell those stupid teenagers what's what. When yeah. you're a mom, your kids are your first priority. Mm. Ooh, wisdom for the ages. <laughs> wisdom for the ages. So today has really, truly been an intergenerational conversation. Mm-hmm. So my last question and uh, that I'm going to pose for the two of you mm. So how can parents think about having the best relationship possible with their, their adult children mm. and younger self? Mm-hmm. How can you be the best younger self to have a great parenting relationship mm. <laughs> with, <laughs> with your now? It's a big question. Yeah, it's a big, go ahead. Well, my advice is to listen to your child. <laughs> and understand where they're coming from and realize their generation is not the same as your generation. Mm -hmm. Lots of things have changed. So you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they know what they're saying and let them do their thing. And you go along with it. And if you don't like it, then you can have another conversation. I can tell that from that answer, Wendy has already been listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for that, mom. I really appreciate that. I, I would take I would take her answer and kind of flip it for the younger generation to have compassion for your parents because like oh, Wendy please, just please. like Wendy just said their generation is not our generation and they learned a lot of things differently and it's hard to unlearn later on in life um, it's possible still uh, Wendy is doing a really good job unlearning some some things and relearning new things. Um, but definitely like, uh, be nice to them because they love you. So I think this is a good place, an exit ramp for us to (laughs) snap this conversation to a close, even though I have truly, truly enjoyed it. 
but just know that just watching the two of you has been just a joy for me. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Love, you <laughs> Love you too. All right. And join us next week. <laughs> we don't know what we'll be talking about, but something it is. <laughs>